0: is Isimoya, a recent pharmacy school graduate. Welcome to Before Pharmacy School podcast. Just like the name implies, what exactly do you wish you knew before pharmacy school? I got you covered. Join me every Thursday to learn common mistakes students make, important tips that will help you navigate pharmacy school, and everything you need to know about pharmacy school. Joining us today is Pam Israel Oni. He is a very special guest, popularly known as Farm Radio on Instagram. Please over-introduce yourself.
1: All right. Thank you so much for this wonderful um, session with you. My name is Israel, uh, and I'm a pharmacist. I am a public health enthusiast. I try to give medical information, drug information to the public in a simple way that they can easily understand and that was what brought about the whole idea of um, farm radio. And then I tried to also put videos out there just to ensure people out there are uh, living the best of their lives, like improving the quality of life of people generally. So that's just a bit of what I do. And then I'm currently a medical representative of one of the pharmaceutical companies uh, in Nigeria. Thank you.
0: Well, well, that's so nice. You're in medical rep.
1: Oh, yes, I am. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I in mean, that line too, but... <laughs>
1: Beautiful. Oh, that's beautiful. Where, where, where do you work? What company do you work
0: um, for? Um, Green Life is Cause I'm just starting, anyways, in internship. That's
1: good. That's great. That's great. Well done.
0: Oh, thank you. What? I don't know. <laughs> not that easy job. <laughs>
1: it's not easy actually, but when we time you, can get along, and then you through.
0: Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yes the podcast about pharmacy school. So can you tell us your journey? What exactly was it like, your experiences in pharmacy school?
1: Okay. Uh, so for me, pharmacy school was a very, very interesting experience. But let me, let me just talk about a little bit about um, my experience just before pharmacy school. Actually, I, when I gained the admission, I gained the admission to study uh, pharmacology initially. I actually wanted medicine, but I didn't get medicine, so I got pharmacology. Oh, so, because I didn't want to at I had to start pharmacology. So, I didn't pharmacology for like a year. But because at some point I knew pharmacy was what I really wanted to do, because I was not sure if it was medicine. Uh-huh. again, of the little experience I had had when I was doing pharmacology. So, it was pharmacy for me. But because mm-hmm. I didn't want to start pharmacology, so I did pharmacology for a year. Okay. Before we back, to start pharmacy all over, so I spent six years in Unilag, which is because of the one year pharmacology. and I did, and the five years pharmacy school. So the experience in pharmacy school, I became a class rep at my, at my assistant class rep when uh-huh. I was in 20, When I was assistant class rep, all through my pharmacy school journey, and it was. It was really, really challenging. I will not even lie because you know how you know how university school can be now. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you are writing reports. You have been called. You have tests, the exams to prepare for, you have other things to still do. And then yeah. adding your class. To it. So, so it was a bit challenging, but um, I thank God we were able to pull through at the end. So all in all, it was, it was a very it was a very wonderful experience for me.
0: Ah, so you said that you were able to switch from pharmacology to pharmacy, how were you able to transition?
1: Okay, so it wasn't like a switch, so to say, it was like me starting all over again. So oh. One year from was just, was not really bad, so I started pharmacy from 100 level.
0: Oh, okay, so like you were jam again.
1: Something like that.
0: Oh, see. Okay. Okay. So you talked about having to job with pharmacy school with other um, activities. What other activities did you engage in while you were in school?
1: I, I was really, really involved in um, NFCPS activities. Mm-hmm. That was a fellowship, Christian fellowship for pharmacy students. I was also very involved in parents' activities. And uh, then I also had my own church fellowship in school. And so I had a lot of things I was doing. I was always up by
0: Wow, you were really juggling a lot.
1: Yeah, then classroom. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you were really juggling. My primary assignments been a death of pharmacy. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: was you know, a lot of things. I were trying to figure it out. was a lot. Classroom, fun class activities, NMCB, church activities. Wow, that that's a lot you oh so how exactly were you able to do that now like did you have any issues with your courses or you know because when you're doing a lot of stuff it i I don't know personally speaking so when i was at 300 level i mm-hmm. wanted to i wanted to launch out there basically i didn't want to come to school i just i just go i wanted to do something so i got involved in a lot of activities and it kind of affected my academics like he, he had a toll on my academic. So, how exactly were you able to do all that? And did it also affect your academics?
1: Okay. So, initially, I think my 200, 300 level, okay, 200 level, you know, you're doing basic stuff, things that you can easily, you know, pass and all. Uh-huh. And we now go to 200 level, you know, you're not, start, you're not start going into the pharmacy proper. Yes. They, at that people, exactly. At that point, because of the activities I had, I had just too many activities and not learned how to balance it and, um, you know, schedule my time so that one doesn't suffer for the other. Uh. It kind of affected me because I wasn't having time, enough time to study. Uh-huh. And then you know if you don't study in pharmacy school, forget to. No matter how brilliant you are, pharmacy school will humble you. Not so, <laughs> so, having enough time to study. I think at that point I had issues with my academics. I think that was the year I I failed two courses. I can never forget uh-huh. I failed two courses that year, three hundred level second semester, and that was when it now dawned on me that oh, oh boy, <laughs> you need to. Oh, you Need to sit up or we need to sit up and give you no brain or else. Something <laughs> you know, can just not happen like that, you understand? Yeah. So it was at that point I knew that oh, I I actually need to go back to the drawing board and restrategize, you know, on how to cope with pharmacy school and other activities that I was engaged in. So it at some point affected me, but I was able to, you know, readjust and move on.
0: Uh so you mentioned that it has to go back to your drawing board now. How were you able to so handle fading a particular course?
1: What was your drawing board all about? Yeah, let me put it this way. When I saw that result, or when I saw those results, because they were top that. when I saw those results, you know, <laughs> I couldn't believe my eyes because I'm not, I don't think I've filled any class before. We I mean, said prior to university days. in second. second going to. You can, you can imagine, I was a baller. It was really strange. Like, it was like I was dreaming. <laughs> but, but deep down, I did that. This is really oh, This is the result they are looking at. You know, it was a bit tough for me at that point. Mm. But there's something I always tell myself each time I have um, a challenge or a problem that, you know, that comes to, to me. There's something I always tell myself if I keep dwelling in this problem, it's not going to provide a solution. It's not going to give me a way out. It will just keep pulling me down instead. So I told myself, okay, this still has happened now. What is the next step? I cannot say, okay, I failed. I want to start crying, crying, and not look at um, the next step to take a way out of it. I am not just sitting down. Because if you keep doing that, you'll just keep feeling bad and nothing is going to happen. Nothing is going to happen. That result is not going to change. Because you yourself, we you know. Not like the exam world. Well. Do you understand? There's another thing they are the well you had written the entire word and challenge that result. But you know that you know like the exam world. Well, so it's the result you are seeing. So I just had to sit down, talk to myself, okay, what has happened has happened. How do I get out of this mess uh, from myself? How do I get out of this challenge? And I did not see that failure as um, I didn't make it demoralize me. I didn't make it feel like ooh, I'm I'm useless or I don't know what I'm doing in pharmacy school. I understood that. That is just a setback. And I understood where the problem came from. And I think that was what really helped me. I I, I did not lie to myself. I told myself the truth. This is where I think the problem is coming from. This is what I think I did wrong that that resulted into that. So I just had to write them out and then look for, okay, how do I get out of this? Now that I know that this is where the problem is. One thing is understanding the problem. Once you understand your problem, once you know what your problem is, it is 50% solved already. So understanding my problem really helped me. And I found ways to solve those problems one by one. So that, that was like like a turning point for me. After understanding my problem, I looked for ways to re-strategize and find a way out of that problem I got myself into. So basically, that was like the drawing board for me, sitting down and then re-strategizing on how to get out of that problem.
0: Mm-hmm. You mentioned one thing. You said you didn't allow it to demoralize you. Because most people, when they are faced with this situation, in the, just like you said in initially, it's a shocker. Yeah. So coming from secondary school and you are passing yes. all your courses, you don't have... Yeah. I think secondary school actually have a repeat system, but for somebody that hasn't
1: experienced it before, you need to get admission into pharmacy school, you're a brilliant person. Exactly.
0: Exactly. Because pharmacy
1: school is yeah.
0: not good. It's not good. Exactly. So just the fact that you said you didn't allow it to realize you, you, picked yourself up when you felt low and everything. That's really, really encouraging. Some people face it in such a way that they think about the fact that they're now going to be having classes with their juniors. They're meant to be with their peers, obviously. They're meant to be having classes with their peers, but now they're taking extra courses with their juniors. And they're seen as the big boy and big girl of pharmacy school. Let's put it that. yeah. Yeah, so it kind of affects them mentally and emotionally too. So, how were you able to deal with that? Did it affect you?
1: Okay, so for me, <laughs> it was tough. It was difficult. I'm not even going to lie about that. Hmm. But you no, know, the thing is, you just need to you just need to face the reality. It is it is what it is. Do you understand? I know some people might not be able to undo it on their own, and that's where having good friends around you come to them. Uh, having people to talk to, you, having people to give you the right advice. Uh, there are people out there. You might call your friends, but when you seek advice from them, it might not be the right advice they will give you. Uh, so having people around who give you the right advice is another thing that is very instrumental in um, getting through uh, the problem or challenge the business facing. So for me, it was it was somehow you know having to sit with my juniors. I mean that I was class was quite popular because. I'm always I'm always everywhere. Yeah, yeah I'm there. This one you've seen me there, so people knew me. It wasn't like a case where I could just hide my face, so nobody knows me. Yet, so they were even not repeating or something. Right. So, so but but people knew me. But I just have to tell myself the truth and face the reality. I have to do this. I'm not going to say because people will start talking about me. I will now go for classes with my juniors or something. You just have to face it. You understand? I understand that you. You might come with a bit of shame and or what you need to just tell yourself the truth. It's just for a phase. It's just for a little period of time. It's just for a short while. It's not going to last forever. Do you understand? So you have to just find a way to just face it at that point. And then when you exhale, after facing your very exhale, you see that it's the same people that we're talking about that will come back and celebrate you. Do you understand? I mean, people definitely talk. But you need to get to a point where you are not going to allow what people are saying you're not going to let him get to you. It is what you are saying about yourself that really matters. Do you understand? So if you say, okay, I'm, going to go for this class and I'm not going to write this course again after this time I'm writing it. It's definitely going to happen. And that's where positive declaration comes into play too. So it's what you say about yourself that really matters. And then if you're a religious person, what god says about you is also the ultimate do you understand uh, so those are the things that will keep you going i w- I won't lie sometimes when people talk about you or talk about what is happening to you sometimes I want to get to you, but also need to to so um, your goal what will be your priority what are you trying to achieve that should be your priority whether you excel, whether you feel people will still talk so just leave them let them talk while you focus on your goal without getting distracted so that's the one thing i i was able to do at that point but now i was even having classes with my juniors. I would sit with them, I would smile with them, you know, tell them the problem I had that made me come back to do that course so that they don't also make the same mistake. So I was uh-huh. already smiling like a motivation for them. Do you understand? Yeah, they understand the mistake I made so that they don't make that mistake. So they didn't see me as a failure. They saw me as someone that had gone ahead of them to taste that failure so that they don't fail. Do you understand? So uh-huh. it was like a two-way thing. I'm serving as a motivation uh, while I'm also facing my just to ensure that I excel. So if you have a positive mindset towards things like that, definitely. So it depends on how that person sees it. And seeing it in the positive light is what will get you through it.
0: Uh, you mentioned saying, explain to you, your genius why exactly you feel that cost, And that was really, I know I had somebody who actually did that for me. And it made me change the way I looked at that course. Usually for for me when I'm approaching a passport course, I usually get feedbacks from my seniors and ask them, okay, how is this course like? What is this course like? So I had somebody that was already telling me that he also repeated the course anyways. He was also telling me that ah this lecturer is bad. This one you cannot pass the course. If you answer his question, oh my god, you will fail it. He was just giving me so much bad reports. It started making me fear that course. But then I, I met somebody else who was also repeating that course. And she told me that, okay, this is why she feels she wasn't putting attention to that course. She mm-hmm. felt was was too bulky, so she feared it. But then the approach that she's making right now is that she wants to put more attention to it. She gets okay. Mm-hmm. They had two different views about a particular course. And mm-hmm. she was able to motivate me into actually ginger me into reading that course are the other person uh, made me fear the cause.
1: It's like, the, so, so that, that's, that's just the way it is.
0: Yeah, so having the right right set of people really matters. That's really good. Yeah. Okay, so you were saying something about you being in NFCPS. Yes. That's so that. how exactly were you able to overcome that challenge? Because most people will be like, ah, you know, some people don't like going into religious activities or mm-hmm. even extracurricular activities because they are afraid that they take up so much of their time and then they end up not giving the adequate amount of attention to their academics. So in NSCPS now, it, it's more like you facing God and they are like that. You, every time, you go to God, 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 and at the end of the day, you're still feeling it. isn't God meant to make you pass. Do you get Okay. Yeah, so how are you able to, like, handle that backlash? Because I know a lot of people... Usually tell me that they don't want to join NFCPS because it's too demanding, it's too time demanding, and all. And then when they now see somebody that is meant to be like a representative of being in a successful relationship with God <laughs> and help like that. And then they end up failing. It just discourages them. Uh,
1: Alright, so what i would say about that thing, uh, God God is not the reason why that person is failing. The reason why that person failed is because he or she has failed to do what he or she is supposed to do at the right time. Mm. Do you understand? Now, NFCPS, whether NFCPS or other fellowship or other activities, even PANS sometimes, mm. yes, they are quite demanding. It is now left to you to prioritize. Think, I think that's one thing many students fail to understand. Now, the thing is, the primary reason for being in school is your academics you need to understand that that is your primary assignment and you must not allow anything affect that do you understand mm-hmm. now because if you didn't get an admission to come and study that course you will not even know what nsps is or whether any fellowship exists or not or even PANS. Mm-hmm. do you understand yeah. the, your primary assignment is your academics, and that should be your priority. Now, when it comes to activities of all those other bodies or organizations, what you need to do in that case is to have like a schedule or plan. Plan yourself with the time you're supposed to be reading. You're not supposed to be doing other things or other activities. Once you start allowing that happen, you are already, you are already disobeying God. In mm-hmm. that sense, you're already disobeying God. Yes, you're disobeying God. Because even God says there is time for everything on that end. There is time for every single thing we are doing. You can be doing the right thing at the wrong time. Mm-hmm. So I won't say, oh, whether you are going to church when you are supposed to be reading is the wrong thing. It's a good thing. It's very wonderful. But is it the right time? Is that the time you're supposed to be doing that thing? Do you understand? So mm-hmm. that's one thing people to understand. So they feel, oh, since God, I can decide not to read. God, come out to my you over your God. brain, even the answer. And it doesn't work like that. God doesn't work like that. God has given us that brain to think and make the right choices. Okay. So if you are making the wrong choice, it is it is your problem, not God's problem. Do you understand? I
0: guess remember something somebody told me one time like that. It was a long time ago, anyways, when I was in secondary school, that she had prayed on the barrel and that she didn't need to read because once Ew, the virus starts writing, like she'll be writing.
1: I'm, like, I'm sad. <laughs> you can imagine that. You can imagine that. So, so, so even the Bible says, "Faith without work is dead." <laughs> you are praying on virus. You are not reading. You are praying on virus, but you are not doing the work you're supposed to do. You're not. You're not going to carry your book to read so that your faith will work alongside the work. Do you understand? people feel to understand that they just believe. Oh, since I'm serving God, I cannot fail. You will fail, because you are not doing what God has sent you to do. Do you understand? So you are disobeyed. God has done his own part. He has given you that admission. You have gained that admission. He has given you that bread. He has given you good health to study. Uh-huh. He has given you good to think and make a choice. But you have decided not to study. You are now looking for a way to bribe God by saying, I'm oh, God, is you, I went to serve you. So he wants. No, God doesn't work that way. There is time for everything. There is time for fellowship. There is time for studies. Mm. Do you understand? So everything has to be, you have to do it according to the time that has been set for that. People are making God look like an ATM where once I go and praise God, you give me, no, you're not going to give you success that way. That's cheating. It doesn't work that way. If God works that way, that means the rain we are having, the sun we are having should only be falling on people that are praising God. Mm -hmm. And only people praising God should, should be rich. If God works that way, yeah. The greatest man on earth now, I don't even know if he's a Christian. Actually, actually. And the reason why that is happening is because he has applied the principle of uh, getting rich. He has applied it and that is why he's rich. Do you understand? He's a Christian also applies that principle. He's also going to get rich. Now knowing God is a plus for you. Uh-huh. So you fail to understand that you are supposed to put in some work so that God can bless you. It works in your for God has to meet a particular work in your hand for Him to bless you. Now, don't let us make this um <laughs> <laughs> like a spiritual or Bible study. <laughs> so, coming back to the question you asked, people fail to plan themselves accordingly, that is why they have issues. Uh,
0: so, you cannot say that it's your leadership responsibilities or no, 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 no.
1: It's not it's not it's not let, let me now let me now bust your let me bust the The best graduating student by set uh uh-huh. with what was the maybe like 4.8 something. Uh-huh. Best graduating student was very active in fellowship and all these things I'm talking about. Very active. Uh huh. And we came out to be the best graduating student. You know what that means. And uh-huh. he has planned himself accordingly. He has planned himself well, he has planned himself in a way that one. Activity will not affect the other one. And God now crowned his efforts because he did the right thing. Yeah. So that's, that's one thing pharmacy students need to understand.
0: So students, you actually want that the cause of your failure. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Okay, So would you say
1: this experience has helped shape you in any way? Oh, this experience has helped shape me in many ways. It has helped me to the extent that when I want to do anything, even aside academics, when I want to do things, I'm able to multitask. Okay. I'm doing my normal work, going to work, coming back late, all tired and all. And I can still put out old videos for people to see. And I can still feel my family. Wow. Understand. Yeah. I'm able to do different things because I'm able to plan myself well based on the experience I've had in pharmacy school. So I'm able to do different things. You wonder, how is this guy coping with, you know, doing this, doing that, doing this, doing that. And he's not looking tired or, or getting all worked out. It's because mm-hmm. of the experience I had in the past. So it has helped what I have to be. Yeah. So yes, leadership helps you.
0: Okay, so what is your advice to students who are struggling academically and afraid that time is passing them by? Like maybe the have extra years or carryovers, what exactly would be your advice to them?
1: I think earlier, we can approach failure or see failure in different ways. Uh. We will go have a positive mindset to everything you do. Uh, positive declaration is also very important. Where you fail, just see it as an opportunity for you to prove yourself and do better. So don't see failure as you not being good enough. See it as an opportunity to be better. Uh-huh. see it as an opportunity to do better. So every failure that comes my way, I see it as an opportunity to do better. It's like I've learned a particular way not to do something. I'm never going go back to the way I did it I, that I failed in. I'm never going to do it that way. I'm going to have to do it some other way. I've learned a lesson from that failure. So I see every form of failure as a lesson learned, you uh-huh. know, better in whatever I do. What my advice would be to students who are having issues, or who are currently failing or, who have failed. Don't dwell on that failure. Move on. And, and then try to understand where the problem came from. Try to understand what the problem is. Once you understand where the problem is, find ways to solve that problem. If it's that, oh, I'm very slow in assimilating things. I tend to assimilate things better when people explain to me again after I've been taught. Look for people that are being really good. Let them put you through. Swallow your pride. See, when you excel or when you succeed later on in life, nobody's is going to come and ask, uh, was it this person that was putting you through when you were not getting it? Nobody is going to ask, oh, is that success they will, they will celebrate? Is that success they will still celebrate? So whatever it's going to take for you to ensure that you succeed, do it. Um, Good things. So I don't mean the, the bad things. <laughs> <laughs> no, <will> cheating. <laughs> I think you cheating. No, no, no. That's not what I'm talking about. If it's going to take you to humble yourself and meet, when it is your junior, or teach you something so that you can get it, do it. Right. Mm. There is no need to because you are fixated on that goal you are trying to attain. That is where your mind should be. So whatever is going to take you, whatever struggle, whatever also is going to take, go for it. Do it. Don't don't die in silence. Ask questions. Mm. Tell people to teach, tell people to put you through. See that you get better. I believe that anybody that has written a entrance exam and gained that admission into pharmacy school, you are not a donut. You are not you're not dull. You are smart. You just need somebody to press the right buttons for you to activate that brilliance, that smartness you have in you. Oh, and then, yeah. try not to dwell too long in your failure or your downtime. Uh, get yourself back up fast. If you need to talk to people to encourage you, talk to people that can encourage you, give you trust that can encourage you. And you know, once you get yourself back up. You 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 definitely excel. Yes, that that's my uh, student. Nice students.
0: Yeah. So you mentioned getting to know yourself. You actually said something about getting mm-hmm. to know yourself. Getting to know what works for you. So for me, I I think I understood that reading alone doesn't work for me. I have to meet people to actually explain things to me, mm-hmm. and let me hear what they are saying. So I go mm-hmm. to lectures. I go to. I also meet my peers to actually get them to explain this thing to me and then read it on my own thank you very much for joining us today today was really wonderful i'm really glad to have you here thank you you dropped so much valuable points
1: thank you thank you so much i appreciate it. thank you for having me
0: thank you thank you for listening to that episode of before pharmacy school i'm sure you gained a lot and learned something new do share this with your friends family and anyone you will be beneficial too and see you next thursday for another exciting episode